Hi there, it's Jeff Beecher, TSO Principal Bassist. Thanks so much for listening to this TSO podcast. We're so happy to have you with us every week listening to these incredible musical stories. If you've been enjoying this podcast and really want to support your TSO, we'd love it if you share it with your friends and family and even share it on your social media. Now, without any further ado, here's my co-host, Kathleen Kajioka. Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the new Classical FM. Well, I'm frequently uh, reminding myself to use these words, allow your neck to be free, to allow your head to go forward and up, and your back to lengthen and widen. That's TSO violist Gary Leibovitz. You'll hear more from him later in the show. Our first guest this evening is TSO Music Director Peter Ungen. With a busy season in full swing and a tour coming up in May, Peter has a lot on his plate, but he had time to sit down with TSO bassoonist Fraser Jackson, who peppered him with all the questions he's ever wanted to ask. Take a listen. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Many of us, as musicians, we, we know that our instruments have a certain character. And I know as a violinist, you could probably describe easily the character of your violin, but if you thought of the TSO as your instrument, how would you describe it? Mm. Well, first of all, unbelievably versatile. An instrument that does everything for me, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Very, very responsive. Also incredibly responsible. But maybe more important than any of that is... Um, these two other elements. One is discipline, because it's a very disciplined orchestra. I think the atmosphere is very nice there, but it's not relaxed. People don't talk in rehearsals ever. But, I mean, unless mm. they really have to discuss a Boeing. You, clearly, it, you can't hear the trumpet section. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so disciplined, uh, with some exceptions. Right, okay. <laughs> but then, ultimately, the most important thing, uh, an orchestra that plays with abandon, that takes risks, that can make themselves vulnerable to, to mistakes in a concert, because it's worth it to really get towards close to that edge where you can really express yourself and make it an experience for the people who've come and share that experience and that energy with everyone in the hall. Thanks, Peter. And I, I, I would add to that, too, that the instrument has gotten a lot better since you've come to the orchestra. Well, so. that's very sweet. Thank you. I've always been curious, what goes through your mind right before you go on stage? How do you psych yourself up or are, are you, what are you concentrating on exactly? It probably depends a lot on the program. You know, if it's something that is really, really hard to get through, you know, even something like um, Short Ride in a Fast Machine, John mm-hmm. Adams, four minutes of, you know, you all really need me not to make a mistake in that. That's because true. as long as I'm clear, you can go along. It's fine. But a piece like that or, or certain moments in the Rite of Spring where you know you d- it doesn't have to be big and demonstrative, but it's just got to be, yeah, yeah. So those pieces require a certain kind of concentration. Um, If I'm doing something like a Bruckner symphony, then I'm contemplating a lot before. I try to, to, in in any case, I try to have those few moments where I can sort of meditate. Um, Sometimes I actually do meditate before concerts, 15 Mm -hmm. minutes before a concert. I know you iron your shirt sometimes. I actually do iron my shirts. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, As seen on film. Yes. Um, So just quiet times um, and, and trying to stay focused. I must say I don't like having um, conversations about irrelevant things in that, you know, like 20 minutes before the concert. If somebody comes in and says, oh, we want to ask you about next week's program, I, I say after the show. Right. That's, you know. You're getting in the zone at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Another thing I've been curious about, um, 
You probably, I mean, we've all heard of desert island pieces where, you know, the, uh, the idea is that if you were stuck on a desert island, what would be three pieces you would take with you. But I always remember from, from my, uh, my adolescence that there, were, there was the desert island doo-doo, which was the idea was that if there was a piece that you could put onto a desert island and never encounter again in your life, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> so I'm curious, is there a piece in the standard repertoire that you just don't enjoy and you'd rather <laughs> put on an island somewhere? It's... it's terrible that you asked me that because it, it just sort of happened to me very recently that I decided that I really couldn't hear the Vorschach New World Symphony anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just, and I love Vorschach so much, but there's something for me so trite about the melodies and it gets, uh, gets played a lot. So I mean, obvious. But, you know, so does the Mendelssohn Violin Concerto, but I always love yeah, that. True, you true. know, there's certain pieces I could listen to forever. And certainly, you know, any late Beethoven string quartet or something, I mean, I could listen to it all day, every day, and never tire of it. But anyway, it's funny you ask that because I just recently decided somebody asked me to conduct the New World Symphony, and I said, you know, I'd, I just don't think I can do that again. <laughs> really? <Yes. laughs> That's funny. Okay, thank you, Peter. Yeah, yeah. great pleasure. That was TSO Music Director Peter Unjin. You can find him center stage with the TSO as the season continues. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. Our next guest is TSO violist Gary Leibovitz. Leibovitz joined the TSO in 1973 after graduating from the Oberlin Conservatory of Music. Following an injury in 1988, Gary began to study the Alexander Technique. He is now an Alexander Technique certified teacher. Gary Leibovitz joins me and my co-host, TSO Principal Bass, Jeff Beecher, in studio now. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you. So you've been in the TSO just about as long as I've been alive. You must have been really young when you joined. I was 21 when I joined in, in 1973. So I don't know how old you are, but this is my 44th season. Amazing. So any particular memories over that span of time that stand out with the TSO? Oh, just many, many of the trips we took. Uh, my very first year, we went to Europe for a month. Then a couple of years later, we went to China and went to Europe many other times. I'm looking forward to going back to Prague. Uh, we were there in 1983 when it was still a communist country. So we'll get to the tour, but uh, are there any particular musical highlights upcoming in this season that you're really looking forward to playing? This season? Well, I guess Mahler 10. Yeah has a wonderful viola part, and we, have, we play it very infrequently, and it'll give me lots of opportunity to, um, to use uh, the kind of work I do in the Alexander Technique because the, uh, the jumps are quite large for viola in this piece, and, and uh, it's very easy to allow your nerves to get the better of you. Let's talk about the Alexander Technique. How did you get involved in that? Well, like most people, I got involved in it because I injured myself and I tried everything else and nothing worked. And uh, somebody had mentioned this to me and uh, I decided to give it a shot and never knew that I would be still at it uh, 40 years later almost. So for those who don't know what Alexander Technique is, can you spell it out for us a bit? Yeah, Alexander himself was a Shakespearean actor who lost his voice. And he found that he had a tendency to throw his head back and down and compress his spine and pull his limbs into his body. And this had a negative effect on not only his voice, but his health in general. And he discovered a way to inhibit these tendencies of contraction and replace them with new tendencies towards expansion, particularly along the spine and out into the limbs. 
I mean, that's, that's a very short way of putting it. But it teaches us how the use of ourselves affects the way we function. And relating that to viola playing, which is very easy for me, is, is if you have a tendency to be a very tense individual, if you react to stimuli by constantly contracting, pulling down, getting heavy, ultimately you'll wear yourself out. And so we learn how to think and activity to maintain, as we are doing what it is that we want to do, the wish to, to allow our neck to be free, to allow our head to go forward and up, and our back to lengthen and widen. So one of the most universally uncomfortable experiences we can all agree on is sitting on an airplane for a prolonged period of time. And as the TSO is going on tour in, uh, in a few weeks to Israel and Europe, What's it like for you going on tour with all this knowledge you have now of sort of self-maintenance and taking care of yourself physically? Are there special things that you do in the plane, on tour, throughout, just to kind of keep your equilibrium? Well, I'm frequently uh, reminding myself to use these words, allow your neck to be free, to allow your head to go forward and up, and your back to lengthen and widen. These instructions, what they are, they're preventative, because generally you're going to want to sag. And sagging in this 20th and 21st century, relaxation means to collapse, where actually relaxation should be to find an equilibrium. So it's the opposite of collapsing. It's, it's actually, actually very, very active. One of my colleagues used to tell me we'd take a bus to Ottawa or something. I'm, she's, she would tell me I'm the only one who could fall asleep without my head falling against <laughs> the back right. of the chair. <laughs> right. It's not that I'm trying to do it, because Alexander Technique is not about posture. It's about postural behavior. It's about the way you affect your posture by your thinking. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. That was TSO violist Gary Leibovitz. Catch him on stage with the TSO as the season continues. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO Podcast. This March, escape into music with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Breathe in the tranquility of Beethoven's scenic pastoral symphony. Plus, passionate masterworks by Sibelius and Magnus Lindbergh, conducted with magnificence by guest maestro Hannah Lintu. Don't miss Beethoven's Symphony 6. Two shows only March 22nd and 23rd at Roy Thompson Hall. Order superb seats today at tso.ca.